keys to the book of Acts. We're going to begin our study there in just a moment. I hope and pray everybody had a great night's sleep. It's so good to see everybody here this morning. I hope you had a great weekend and were able to spend time with family. What a blessing it is to be able to spend time with family here today. Our brothers and sisters in Christ, as we reflect upon the great sacrifice of our Savior Jesus, as we give glory, honor, and praise to our Father in heaven. May God bless you for being here. And for those from the community who are here with us, thank you for being here as well. Well, as you know, we've been going through the book of Acts for our Bible reading. We wrapped up the, the book of Luke, and we're almost done with the book of Acts. We only have a couple more weeks left in the, in the year, and then we're going to be moving on to a different uh, Bible reading for 2020. There are certain chapters in the book of Acts that really stand out, and there's a number of chapters that we could really list at this time. Some, for me at least, are chapters like Acts chapter 7. You have the great recount of Stephen in Acts chapter 7 going through the basically the entire Old Testament history talking about who Jesus is and then helping the, the Jews that he was speaking to to see their big problem, their stubborn hearts, and how he eventually was, di- was killed as a result of that. Acts chapter 17 is another big chapter that stands out to me as well because you find Paul in Thessalonica. And so we see the beginning of the church there. I love the church in Thessalonica. We see the great things that they were doing. We see Paul in Acts 17 going to Athens as well finding or looking at some of the challenges that he had too. There's numbers of other chapters that we could look at. Acts chapter 2 is obviously a big chapter. Acts chapter 10 is another big chapter as well. There's another chapter that, that I really enjoy reading, and there's so much that we can take away from it. It's part of our Bible reading this week. It's Acts chapter 27. So if you have your Bible, open it up, please, to Acts chapter 27. Brother Payne led us in the reading this morning, and we are able to get a little glimpse of Acts chapter 27 and what we're going to be looking at here in Acts chapter 27. What we find, really going back to Acts chapter 21, is Paul on this journey. Paul had already stood before, or had already spoken to Felix in in chapter 24, to Festus in chapter 25, and now to King Agrippa at the end, or all throughout chapter 26, which we're going to be looking at later on this morning. And so what we find Paul, he's going to begin his voyage ultimately to Rome. And so we get some exciting details in Acts chapter 27. And so as you read this this week, remember we're doing the immersive reading. So we're reading the same chapter one day for five days throughout the week. There's a couple of thoughts I want you to keep in mind. As you read this week, number one, I want you to keep in mind the word we. We find this word being used quite a bit. Now remember it was Luke who penned the book of Acts and the book of Luke as well. And what we have found in our reading, going back to like Acts chapter 16 and Acts chapter 20, we find Luke along with Paul at certain occasions. And so when you look at Acts chapter 27 and verse number 1, the Bible says, when it was decided that we would sail for Italy. So we know that Luke, again, is is with Paul. We don't know exactly when he called up with him. It doesn't appear that he's with him in Acts chapter 26. But just take note of that, that Luke is along this voyage, this journey, the multiple ships that they're going to be on as they make their way to Rome. The second thought I want you to keep in mind as you read Acts chapter 27 this week are just all the details that Luke gives in this chapter. 
He is so detailed about the ships and the storms and the seas and the the locations where they go uh, in the midst of all of these storms. And he furnishes, as some have said, more information about ancient navigation in chapter 27 and chapter 28 than some other books from ancient antiquity. And so what we have here is an accurate record, an accurate, detailed record. record and account of what Paul experienced. And again, it's just a reminder that indeed Luke was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And so I want you to take note of that. There's lots of things to consider. And I also want you to take note of some of the places where they went to. They're kind of hard to, to, to pronounce as well, but you can work your way through that as well. There's one last thing I want you to keep in mind as you read Acts 27 that I want to talk about the rest of our time. Storms. Storms. Because that's what we find Paul enduring. He was going through a mist of storms, uh, physical storms, obviously, with, with what they were experiencing on the ships or on the ships. And this morning, I want to talk a little bit about storms, because I believe that the voyage that Paul set out on here in Acts chapter 27 is, is a good template for us with how he responded, with how he reacted, with the kind of faith that he had in the midst of the storms. When you read Acts chapter 27, one thing becomes very apparent, and that is the Apostle Paul was very steady in the storms. And that's a thought and a a mindset that we really need to have as the people of God, that we need to be steady in the storms, that in life storms are going to happen. And the book of Acts in particular, we see Paul, he went through so many storms as soon as he became a Christian. Immediately after he became a Christian, he aligned himself with different disciples in different locations, going back to Acts chapter 9. And it wasn't very long after that, that Paul would begin to experience a variety of storms. And so as the people of God, one thought I want you to keep in mind is that as we navigate our way through storms, that we need to be sure that we are steady in the storms, that we not just survive, but that we're steady, that we're rock solid, and that we remain with our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so there are four thoughts I want you to consider this morning as we look at Acts chapter 27. So read with me in Acts chapter 27. What we find, we find Paul, he's going to make his way to, uh, to Rome. We see here in verse number 1, when it was decided that we would set sail for Italy, they proceeded to deliver Paul and some other prisoners to a centurion of the Augustan cohort named Julius. What we're going to find is that as they begin this journey that they're going to encounter difficult days very quickly. And that's the first thought I want you to really keep in mind. As you think about being steady in the storms, I want you to keep in mind, number one, that storms are going to come. And I know this isn't really a big aha point, but it is a very important point. Because what we find in Acts chapter 27, we find that in verse number 4, it says, From there we put out to sea and sailed under the shelter of Cyprus because the winds were contrary. So they were already facing some challenges while they were out on sea. And verse number 7, it says, When we had sailed slowly for a good many days and with difficulties. So they were already facing more challenges on their journey or in their journey to get to Rome. Now look at verse number 9. When considerable time had passed and the voyage was now dangerous. And so again... They're, they're facing challenges before the big challenges actually come. When considerable time had passed and the voyage was now dangerous, since even the fast was already over, Paul began to admonish them and said to them, Men, I perceive that the voyage will certainly be with damage and great loss, not only of the cargo on the ship, but also of our lives. So he's just helping them to see. And Paul, think about all of the experience that Paul had by this time. 
with the missionary trips that he had been on, he knew what he was looking at. He knew the time of year. He knew the situation, and he could perceive this is a bad idea to continue to move forward. But they didn't listen to him. And so they're going to find themselves in trouble. He could see that this was a bad idea, but nonetheless, they would keep pressing forward. Paul was able to discern what was taking place. He knew what lied ahead. And I think there's something there for us. When we travel in, our, in this journey, in our, in our walk with Christ, we need to know that, that storms are going to come. We need to know that difficult days are going to come. Jesus never hid this from his disciples, and he doesn't hide it from us. He, he talked about this on the Sermon on the Mount, that there will be challenges, that there will be persecution, that there will be difficult days. Now, I'm not saying that we live our lives with a sense of dread and fear every day, and we're looking for that terrible thing or terrible moment or terrible event to happen. But I do think there is some great wisdom for us, if we're actually going to be steady in the storms, that we shouldn't necessarily be shocked when storms begin to come our way. And so I want you to first consider this, that storms are going to come. And as you think about these storms that you're going to face and that I'm going to face, and looking at this storm that Paul faced, a second thought I want you to think of is this, that that storms are going to last maybe for a long time. People often want to know, how long are things going to last? How long are things going to remain the way that they are? We'll go back to Acts chapter 27 and verse number 10. For Paul and the men here, there were 276 souls. For Paul and the men, along with, with Luke, it says in verse number 11. So Paul warned them. But then in verse number 11, it says the centurion, so that's going back to Julius earlier in the chapter, was more persuaded by the pilot and the captain of the ship than by what was being said by Paul. You think he should have listened to Paul? He should have listened to Paul. I know he was a prisoner, but he should have listened to him. Because the harbor was not suitable for wintering. The majority reached a decision to put out to sea from there. If somehow they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete, facing southwest and northwest, and spend the winter there. When a moderate south wind came up, supposing that they had attained their purpose, they weighed anchor and began sailing along Crete, closing in shore. And they're going to face more challenges. I want you to drop down to verse number, verse number 17. After they had hoisted it up, they used supporting cables and undergirding the ship. And fearing that they might run aground in the shallows of Sirtis, they let down the sea anchor and in this way let themselves be driven along. The next day, as we were being violently storm-tossed, listen to that language, violently storm-tossed, they began to jettison the cargo. And on the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands, since neither sun nor stars appeared for many days. Are you picking up on the time references that Luke gives us? And verse 18, he said, the next day. And verse 19, he said, the third day. And verse 20, he said, now there's no sun, no stars that appeared to them for many days. And no small storm was assailing us. From then on, all hope of our being saved was gradually abandoned. In the midst of the storms, what eventually happened? They began to lose confidence. They began to, to lose hope because how long is this actually going to how long is this actually going to last? When they had gone a long time without food, then Paul stood up in their midst and said, Men, you ought to have followed my advice, not to have set sail from Crete and incurred this damage and loss. I want you to pay, pay special attention to the, the references, the time references I just gave you a moment ago. What they were experiencing. It wasn't going to stop anytime soon. It wasn't going to change necessarily for the better. They were in this storm for a long period of time. And one of the challenges sometimes, again, in verse number 20, Luke says, from then on, all hope of our being saved 
was gradually abandoned. You see, that's what the winds did and the waves and, and being tossed to and fro. It slowly wore upon them. And eventually, many of them began to lose hope. Well, isn't that often what happens in our lives? Isn't that what we often feel like or experience as we go through difficult days in our lives? When we find ourselves in storms? I've preached a couple of times already from the book of Job in 2019 and also in 2018. And I think about Job. Job, he faced storms. We know the story in Job chapter 1 and Job chapter 2. And I wonder, how long did Job think this was going to last? He sat down with his friends for seven days at the end of Job chapter 2. But we know, I believe, that many months had passed. And by the end of all of that, that storm, he had a lot of questions. Is it ever going to change? Is it ever going to stop? Job went through a storm himself. It wasn't because of sin or anything like that. The devil was behind his storm. I think about the Israelites. The the Israelites all throughout the Old Testament, how they had been given great promises from God. And yet they would reject the true and living God. They would find themselves in some storms for a span of 70 years because of their disobedience to God. It was due to their sin. But then again, I think about Paul too. He was in storms for a long period of time. It wasn't just here in Acts chapter 27. He's been sitting in prison for a long period of time. He's been falsely accused by the Jews. He has people chasing him in in a variety of cities, making vows that they're not going to eat or drink until they kill him. How long could Paul take all of this? He was finding himself in the midst of storms because he was doing the will of God. Brothers and sisters, storms are going to come. And let's make sure that when we find ourselves in storms, it's not because we have been evildoers, as Peter talks about in 1 Peter chapter 4, that we are going to suffer, but let's make sure it's not because of, of sin and because of not listening to God, but rather because we're trying to give glory and honor to God. I want you to know that in Acts 27, if we're going to be steady in the storm, it means that we've got to recognize that these storms are going to come, and we don't always know how long they're going to last. Maybe you're in a next day kind of storm if you're experiencing some challenging days. Maybe you're in this three-day kind of storm or many days kind of storm. Maybe you're just in a place where it's like a long time, where things just seem to be going on every day the same way. Storms are going to happen, and they may last for a long time. But like Paul and Luke, there's something we need to hold on to in the midst of these storms. Courage. That's how we can remain steady. That's how we can remain with our Father in heaven. Paul was faithful throughout all of these storms. And verse number 21, I want to pick up the reading here again in verse 21. When they had gone a long time without food, then Paul stood up in their midst and said, Men, you ought to have followed my advice. That's interesting, isn't it? Because he told them back in verse 9 and 10, This is a bad idea. Now, Paul didn't have all the details back in verses 9 and 10. He said, look, there's going to be damage and there's going to be loss of lives. But now Paul is going to hear from God by an angel of God. And so in verse 21, he said, you ought to have followed my advice and not to have set sail from Crete and incurred this damage and loss. Now, I want you to notice as you read this week, just how often Paul uses the word courage, encourage. Yet now, in verse 22, I urge you to keep up, keep up your courage, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. I got good news and I got bad news. The bad news is the ship is not going to last. 
That's okay. That's just wood. The good news is everybody on board is going to be okay. Maybe they could take some joy in that. He said, look, this is what's going to happen. For this very night, an angel of the God to whom I belong. Don't you love that language? The angel of the God to whom I belong. Paul said, I am with the true and living God. That's where my confidence is in. I know we're going through this storm. I know we're going back and forth. But I heard from my God, whom I belong and whom I serve, stood before me. So this angel of the God that he belongs to and serves stood before Paul. Listen to what he says next. Saying, do not be afraid, Paul. Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar, and behold, God has granted all those who are sailing with you. Now hold your, hold your finger there real quickly here. As we wrap up our Bible reading for this year, I want you to go back to Acts chapter 18. I have preached from this uh, text here in Acts chapter 18 back at the end of 2018. And what I want you to notice, and maybe you picked up on this or remember this, there were times where Paul needed to be reminded by Christ, by God, to not be afraid, but to be courageous and to remain. Even Paul. Paul was not any different than we are. He, he had fears too, and he needed to be reminded as well. In Acts chapter 18, this is when Paul was in Corinth, and verse number 9. And the Lord said to Paul in the night by a vision, Do not be afraid any longer, but go on speaking and do not be silent, for I am with you, and no man will attack you in order to harm you, for I have many people in this city. Now look over in Acts chapter 23 and verse number 11. He receives another message very similar to this as well. And certainly this connects to what's taking place in Acts chapter 27. In Acts chapter 23 and verse number 11, notice what the Bible says here. But on the night immediately following, the Lord stood at his side and said, take courage. You see the theme? Don't be afraid. Take courage. Take courage for as you have solemnly witnessed to me, or to my cause at Jerusalem. So you must also witness at Rome also. You're going to get there, Paul, because there's more work for you to do. You will get there. So don't be afraid. Take courage. Now go back to our text in Acts chapter 27, and let's pick up the rest of this uh, this speech or this conversation that Paul is having with the rest of the men on board. He he tells, tells them about the angel of the God that spoke to him in verse 23. Look at verse 24. Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar. And behold, God has granted you all those who are sailing with you. That's good news. They're going to be blessed because of him. They're going to be, they're going to be just okay. They're going to be fine. Look at verse 25. Paul said, therefore, keep up your courage. So there it is again. Verse 22, he says, courage. Verse 25, he says, keep up your courage, men, for I believe God. That's the faith that we got to have in the midst of storms. That's how we stay steady in the storms. Paul said, I believe, God, that it will turn out exactly as I have been told. It will be just as he said. That's what the angel said to the the women who ran to the tomb in Matthew 28. He is risen just as he said. So now Paul says, listen, I had this angel speak to me last night. He told me everything's going to be okay, even for you. And so I believe, God, that everything's going to work out just fine. Everything's going to be okay. We're all going to live just as I have been told. And so when you find yourself in the middle of a storm, I want you to think about Paul. Paul is just emphasizing in verse 22 about the idea of courage. And verse 25 about the idea of courage. And verse number 33, look at verse 33. Until the day was about to dawn, Paul was 
encouraging them all to take some food, saying, today is the 14th day. You've been constantly watching and going without eating, taking, having taken nothing. Therefore, I encourage you. You see, he's trying to encourage these men to take some food, for this is your preservation, for not a hair from the head of any of you will perish. Time was moving on. It didn't appear that the storm was going to change. But Paul said, I believe exactly what God has said. I believe it. That's how it's going to be. It's settled. Period. That's the faith that we need. You want to be steady in your storm? That's the faith that you need. But that requires courage, trust, and the true and living God. Paul emphasized this time and time again. Brothers and sisters, we need to hear this message. We need to hear God's word over and over again. Because when it gets dark, when it gets windy, when it gets cloudy, when the waters are tossing us to and fro, we start to panic. And we can do some things that are going to be bad. We need to trust in our God. God is always bigger than our storms. And I know storms come in a variety of shapes and sizes and time periods, but Paul was going to stand before Caesar. He was going to get to Rome. There was no question about that. And so it didn't matter if there were plots from men that were seeking to kill him, to take his life. It didn't matter about these storms. God was going to make it so that he would stand before Caesar. And so as you think about the storm that you may be facing right now, maybe you're not facing any storms, hopefully not, but that, they do happen in life. Challenges will come about. Know that they are going to happen. And you don't always understand the time frame, how long they're going to be. But if you want to be steady, you're going to have to take courage. You're going to have to believe what God says in his word. What Jesus says in his word. And what we're also going to have to do in the midst of storms, if we're going to be steady, then we have to remain with our Savior. In the midst of storms, we don't jump ship. We don't just give up. We don't just say, well, see, all these things are happening here. Maybe this isn't just going to work out. No, we don't do that at all. We remain with our Savior. As you continue reading, as you read this week, I want you to focus upon Acts chapter 27. And as Paul was talking to them, look at verse number 31 with me, please. Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, unless these men remain in the ship, you yourselves cannot be saved. Now, he's already told them about this angel speaking to him, that all lives are going to be saved. And so they needed to stay in the ship. They needed to listen to what Paul said. They had not listened to him earlier, and look what happened. Now he's saying, listen, I've heard from God. You really need to listen to me now. And so in verse 31, Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, unless, unless these men remain in the ship, you yourselves cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the ship's boat and let it fall away. That's interesting there too. Until the day was about to dawn, Paul was encouraging them all to take some food, saying, today's the 14th day. That you, have not, that you have been constantly watching and going without eating, having taken nothing. Therefore, I encourage you to take some food, for this is your preservation. For not a hair from the head of any of you will perish. Everything's going to work out. But you just have to remain in the ship. And you have to trust what I'm saying because I have heard from God. Now, what we find is that that's exactly what happened. At the end of, verse, of, of Acts chapter 27... And you can make a line from verse 31 down to verse number 44 if you take notes in your Bible. 
The Bible says, And the rest should follow, some on planks and others on various things from the ship. And so it happened that they all were brought safely to land. You see that? It all worked out. They had to trust what Paul had said. Paul was trusting in his God, and they had to remain where safety was. And so I think this is a great, a great point for us to think about as we go through challenges in our lives. When storms come, it can be easy to kind of try to figure things out on our own. When, when storms in our marriages come, well, we just try to figure out we know more than God. We know better than God, right? I mean, we just have a lot more wisdom than, than him. So we, we'll just kind of do our own thing. Or when, when it comes to our finances, you know, the Bible doesn't really say too much about finances, right? Of course it does. There's tons of wisdom in the word of God. Or when it comes to just difficult things with our, with our children, maybe, or whatever the case may be. It can be easy to start depending upon ourselves and listening to others. Paul listened to God. He didn't listen to those other men. Because he knew who he needed to listen to. The same is true for us. In the middle of the storms, in the midst of storms, to remain steady, we're going to have to remain with him. In Jesus Christ, where salvation is found. You see, what the devil would love for us to do is to leave where the place where salvation is found in Jesus Christ. And we don't always know what's happening or why things are happening like Job. But we do know this, that our Father in heaven is in control. Do you believe that to be true? That your God is in control. And so we don't bail on him. And maybe the reality is sometimes, and this is where it gets really tough, sometimes we bring storms upon ourselves. Read the book of Lamentations. The storms that the Israelites were going through wasn't be, it was because of themselves. It was because of their sinful conduct. Sometimes we bring storms upon ourselves. Paul warned these men back in verse 10. He said, I told you so. There's danger ahead. And I think about that sometimes in the family of God. Brethren, spouses, friends, shepherds can warn others of danger. If you voyage, if you take this journey down this path, it's not going to end well. And yet sometimes we can just say, well, I'm just going to kind of do my own thing. Well, if you find yourself in that kind of storm today, don't be foolish and leave Jesus. That's the wrong thing to do. You remain with him. Repent. And sin no more and remain with him. And if storms are happening for other reasons, listen, we stay with our Savior. That is where safety is. And that is where our confidence is. He must be our anchor. And I will tell you this, brothers and sisters in Christ. When we face storms, we're not always going to have all the answers. But I know this. I know that our Father in heaven, he will provide the very things that we need. To get us through. He will provide the things that we need. People and, and, and whatever the courage, the courage that we need. And the encouragement from others. I look at Acts chapter 27. At the end of this chapter here. In Acts chapter 27 and verse number 42. It says the soldier's plan was to kill the prisoners. So that none of them would swim away and escape. Paul is one of those prisoners. So they wanted just to kill all the prisoners. But the centurion, that goes back to the, to the man who was mentioned at the beginning of the chapter, wanting to bring Paul safely through, kept them from their intention and commanded that those who could swim should jump overboard first and get to land. God provided for Paul in the middle of this storm. And I believe this is a great example of, this whole chapter I think is a great example of providence. I don't think we see a miracle taking place in this chapter. But we see Paul safely 
getting to the destination that eventually he's going to get to. And we see others working on his benefit, on his behalf, to keep him safe. God's will and his plan was going to be accomplished. And so we don't always recognize how things are going to work out. In verse number 39, when day came, they could not recognize the land. What's going on here? They went days without the sun. They went days without the stars. And it's still cloudy. Where are we? Which way are we going? Well, that was okay. Because they needed to listen to what Paul said. God said they will all remain safe and they would eventually get to their destination. And so, brothers and sisters, let's remain with our Savior. He will provide in ways that we may have never thought. He provided safety for Paul, for Luke, and for those those other men in the midst of their storms. And he is with us as well. Let's be steady in the storms. That requires faith, hope, courage, and hearing from our Father by opening up his word on a regular basis. God is with us. Let's go to God in prayer. Father in heaven, we are truly thankful to be your children. We are thankful, Father, that we can serve you. We are thankful, Father, that we can have great confidence. Help us, Father, to always believe in you in the good days and in the challenging days. Help us, Father, never to lean upon our own understanding. Your way is always the best way. Help us, Father, to take courage in the midst of difficult days and to continue to walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen.